Memoria, which is the new film by Apichatpong Rastakul, which won, it was a jury, uh, Cannes jury prize winner. Uh, Apichatpong made uh, the Palm Door winner, Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his past lives. One of the most interesting things about which, of course, is the fact that Uncle Boon Me can't recall his past lives, which I always thought was a very kind of sly joke. He's been referred to as the high priest of slow cinema, you know, Thai filmmaking legend. There's an interesting thing about Apichatpong Rastakul, referred to generally because of the custom that Apichatpong is the is the name that you would use. Lomorastical is the surname. He also goes by the name of Joe. Okay. Which obviously... Colourful. Yes, solves uh, a number of problems. Saves saves time. Saves time. And uh, what's the thing from the Ruttles? Barrington Womble, who changed his name to Barry Wom. He changed his name to save time and his hairstyle to save Brooklyn. Anyway, Tilda Swinton is Jessica, who is a botanist flower trader. She's in Bogota, where her sister is ill. We see her visiting a sister in hospital, later having a meal with her and her poet partner. The opening shot of the film is a shot of a room that you're, you can't quite see what's going on, nothing's going on. The shot is held for a long time, and then suddenly there is this noise, this strange boom sound, and Jessica wakes up. She thinks that it must be building works next door. Out in the car park, a whole bunch of uh, car alarms go off. But then she hears the sound again and again, and it's starting to become apparent that no one else is hearing the sound. There's a scene in which you think she hears the sound out in the street. Somebody drops to the floor, but there's an implication that actually what they've heard is a bus backfiring. Anyway, later when she's at dinner, she hears the sound again, and it's a big, booming sound. Nobody else bats an eyelid. So she goes to a sound engineer, and she asks him to reproduce the sound, and he says to her, can you describe it for me? And she says, it's like an enormous concrete ball being dropped into a metal well surrounded by seawater. And he then gets some sound samples and puts them together to try to recreate the sound for her. And then he disappears. And when she goes back to the sound studio, they say, I've never heard of him, don't know who this person is at all. Meanwhile, someone that she thought was dead, convinced was dead, turns out isn't dead. Here's a clip. I think I'm going crazy. You are. Me too. It's not the worst thing to be. composed a poem, a poem of the sleepless nights. Beyond the petals and once furious wings, the air gasps at its fading shadow. And? That's it. It's a classic example of one of those films that, you know, somebody would say, what's it about? And you'd say, it's about two hours 15. 
Um, it's Columbia's submission, was St. Columbia's submission for the Best International Feature Oscar. And the subjects it touches upon are the world being out of sync with itself, which relates back to what we were saying about Ascension and Koenis Katsi. Um, the sense of man being out of sync with nature, political history, personal history, memories that aren't your memories, dreams that aren't dreams and are somewhere between a lifelike state and a sort of deathly existence, alien life forms, human evolution, modern jazz. At one point, there's a whole jazz interlude in which a really great jazz ensemble play, play an entire tune. And then our central character, as she's trying to figure out what this sound is and that her search to discover what the sound is becomes a search for something much more existential. And she goes off and she ends up in the company of someone you know, who lives very remotely, who is kind of hypersensitive and therefore lives this very remote existence scaling fish. And she meets other characters, she meets characters who might be other characters and she has memories that might be other people's memories and she sees things that might be there and hears things that might not be there. And now two things to say. The first is that obviously all of Apichetbong Rastical, aka Joe's films, require patience on the part of the audience. You have to go with it. I really enjoy them because I, I love the ambient sense of them. Sometimes when you say ambient cinema, it sounds like you, say, you, you mean nothing is happening. I don't mean that. What I mean is everything's happening, but it's happening as a kind of, on a sort of vibrational level. And the reason the film holds together, I mean, in its third act, it takes a fantastical leap that will lose a great part of the audience. But some people just go, okay, that's just ridiculous. Other people will go with it. I think it is both, it is at once uh, deep, and also ridiculous. I like I, I like the fact that it's both of those things. But the reason it works, if it works, and for me it does, is Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is the most magnificent screen presence. And it's, again, it's to do with physicality. I mean, obviously she's got an incredible voice, but it's to do with physicality. Um, she has a way of moving that tells you what you need to know about a character, the way in which it looks like she's carrying the weight of the world the way in which she can set her face that, in a way that looks anxious and quizzical and, you know, almost, almost on the brink of screaming, but not quite. And the other thing is that because the film is so much about, you know, looking at things and holding an image for longer than a filmmaker would usually hold them, you look at everything and you sort of look into everything longer than you should do. And I... Personally, I find this a really productive experience because I find watching those films sort of recenters me. I mean, it's a mystery and it's a you know it's a full of intrigue and 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 wonder and really strange, unusual sights. Um, it's not for everybody, but then his cinema is not for everybody. But I think it's quite remarkable. I've seen it twice now, second time round. The second time round, the end didn't work as well for me as it did the first time round, because the first time round, I was going, what? But in a kind of rather enchanted way. I imagine, you know, like I said, it'll, it will prove very divisive, but I very much... My new, my usual line there is to say, what, you mean a spaceship arrives, and then realise that given the context of what you said earlier, that may well be the case. <laughs> that, just after the jazz sequence, there's a space, space alien. <clears throat> 
Anyway, I, I thought I, I enjoyed it. And it's in cinemas only. In America, they released it with this really strange strategy whereby it only played in one cinema at any one time, like a moving exhibition with a commitment that it would never be available for home viewing. What's the point of that? So it can only be seen in like an exhibition-like, you know, environment. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 